Hello. Hey there. Oh my gosh. So glad you're here with me today. And I'm so glad we get to be friends, maybe even best friends if you want, because I would like that too. (sighs) Today, 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 we are talking about how I have this tendency to keep making mistakes. (laughs) And Then the shame spiral that happens after I make the mistake, like the conversation that I have with myself in my head that tells me horrible things like I am not worthy, I'm not good enough, if I go try something new, I'm just going to mess it up, so what's the point? Oh my gosh, things like you're going to let everyone down, you're going to let yourself down, people aren't going to to like you, people are going to criticize you. Oh my god. On and on and on. I it's like internal mind babble. <laughs> That's what I want to call it. And the mistakes I make trigger that. Like if I know I could have done something better, oh, oh, this is good. If I know I could have some done something better, so I did something and I look back and in hindsight, I'm thinking to myself, mm, I could have done that so much better. Like record a podcast episode and maybe I go listen to a piece of it and I'm like, mm, I could have done that so much better. Like that, like little things like that. So that happens to me multiple times a day, every single day of my life, because I'm really hard on myself. I'm really, really, really hard on myself. I am my own worst enemy in a way, but also my own biggest fan. There's a lot of duality in that, that I have to hold to function as a successful woman. So... I will say all these really bad things to myself, like things that I would never say to another human being. This is embarrassing, but we're here for it. I trust you. You trust me. We're good. We're friends. We're besties even. So I will say things to myself that I would never, ever dare to say to another human. Do you treat yourself that way too? I know I can't be the only one. It just seems like I'm the only one talking about it. Everyone else just pretends they don't do it or they lie about it. But here we are airing this out to literally the entire world right now. But that is part of my life purpose. So here we are. Um, yeah, so I do that. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, even if I do something like creating a podcast episode and I think to myself, oh, that could be so much better. Or maybe I do an online training inside of Clients Online, my business, where I help entrepreneurs scale their online coaching business. Like, even over there, if I do something, I'm like, it can always be better. <laughs> That's the problem I have. I'm constantly competing against myself. I create problems that don't even exist constantly. So it's kind of like I know I have 
such high potential as a human. And I really want to use my time on earth like in the best possible way I can. I want to be so happy. I want to have joy. I want to have fulfillment. I want to have abundance. I I just, I want to have it all. And I push myself constantly because I know I am capable of doing so. If it comes to the point where I know there's absolutely nothing I can do better in a situation, I am really good at letting it go there. If I know for a fact there's literally nothing better that I could have done, I will let it go. And that's how I do find some (laughs) internal peace, but I think we can put air quotes around the word some. That is how I find some internal peace. If I know that I literally did the best I could possibly do and there was absolutely no way for me to do better, then I find internal peace. But the problem is, usually I can always do something better because I'm just growing so much all the time, so rapidly. I'm just tuned in, turned on. Like, I, I, like, I don't know. This whole thing of lifelong evolution and growth, like, that is just me embodied. It is my personality in a nutshell. So I'm constantly growing and it's like, I'll even record, let's just keep running with the podcast example. I'll record a podcast episode and I will literally have grown personally while recording the podcast episode. For So for example, as I record this episode, I'm going to be a different person from like right now, however many minutes we're in. At the end of this, I will be a different person, which is crazy. So I take action and I do the stuff that I feel like doing that brings me joy and things that make my business function. I do this stuff every single day. So I keep growing every single day. Like I, I'm growing so rapidly because I'm just so open to receiving and I'm so just tuned into my own internal frequency and where I want to go in this life. Like I just keep growing so much. And it's like, even after I stop recording this episode, I'm going to look back and say, oh, I could have done this better or explained it better this way. But in the moment, it's the best that I can do. Like right now in this very second, literally, this is the best that I can do. I'm not showing up half-assed. I'm showing up open-hearted and just here for a real, authentic, raw, transformational experience and conversation with you, my friend. That's what I'm here doing right now. But by the end of this, I will have grown. So I'm going to look back at it and be like, oh, I could have done even better. And that's where the spiral starts to happen. It just does. It's, it's like this loop I get myself caught in. I do something and it is the best I could do at the moment. But then in hindsight, I'm like, oh, I could have done better. So then I look back, like you just using this podcast as an example. Then I look back at this podcast episode. I'm like, oh my God, I messed up right there. I could have explained this in such a more clear way if I would have said it like this or like that or included this example. 
So then I'll turn the episode into this thing that's full of things (laughs) that I did wrong, aka mistakes. So if I go back and listen to this, I might find like 50 mistakes. And then I'll go beat myself up in my own head about it, saying terrible things. It's crazy. I make so many mistakes every single day, technically, right? Because I keep growing and I'm learning so much as I move about life. It's, it's just, it's really interesting. And what made me start to think about this is my seven-year-old son came home one day last week and he was like, mama, there's this girl in my class that keeps on crying because she's making mistakes. And as soon as he said that, it was like a stab to my gut. It was like, oh, oh, oh. And I didn't really, I didn't tell him why. But the truth is, I have a very long history of doing the exact same thing this girl is doing to herself. I can remember being in fifth grade. I think this is my earliest memory of it. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, 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 I think it is. Okay, so in fifth grade, I got like one or two words wrong on a spelling test, and I cried my eyes out in front of the entire class. And the teacher's like, what's wrong, honey? What's wrong, honey? What's wrong? And uh, I couldn't even tell her. I just had so much shame. It wouldn't even come out of my mouth. I was 10. I was 10. And crying my eyes out because I got a word wrong on a spelling test. But if you look at it, okay, yeah, I made a mistake. I misspelled a a word. Yeah, it happened. But I knew I could do better, aka get 100%. And I didn't. It was kind of like I disappointed myself, even though, even though in that moment I did the best that I could. It's not like I intentionally sat down and wrote one or two out of those 10 words incorrectly. I just, I literally did the best that I could. But in hindsight, here comes my mind yapping at me saying, I should have studied more. I should have written the words a hundred times to make sure I had them correct, but I didn't. And therefore, I disappointed myself because I should have done better. So stuff like that has haunted me yeah, since about fifth grade. It carried on through high school. It carried on through college. It carried on through me getting my MBA. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This just came to my mind. (sighs) All right. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay. So, okay. I was getting my MBA and I was doing really well academically. I also had a one-year-old at the time, mind you, and I was working full-time in corporate. And I was getting A's all the time in every single class because that's just what I do. I have to do my best. Otherwise, we get into the the self-beat-up shame <laughs> scenario. Well, I guess I still get there anyways, <laughs> regardless, which is hilarious. But one time, I got a B plus. 
And I can't remember why. Like, I don't know if it was an exam I missed something on or maybe it was like one of those darn team projects where you like you can't control other people. <sighs> oh, my God. I hate those. I must control other people so I get the right grade. Um, yeah, I can't remember why. I remember the professor's name was John. I think his name was John. I don't remember his last name. I think he had some kind of engineering company. I don't know. That like some big engineering company that he ran. Um, like a professor that also had a company, like that kind of situation. <sighs> Anyways, he always he always fed into my babble back and forth. Like I can remember talking to him a lot. I'll talk your ear off if if you can like play the game with me. Like if we're on the same wavelength in conversation, like it's gonna be a two hour conversation. That's just me. If we're not on the same wavelength, I'm very happy to let you go. But if we are, you're in for a treat. So he was someone that I communicated with very well. And I can just remember when that final grade came out, like I wasn't expecting it. And then I just saw, like I logged in and I saw that grade B plus next to all A's. And that was the only non-A I got in business school. This sounds ridiculous. I am fully aware. I am fully aware. I sound like I sound ridiculous to myself right now, but I hope this helps you because you're not the only one that does this stuff, even though you feel like you are. <sighs> so yeah, all those dang mistakes got me to a B plus. And I do it. Like I just I just keep making mistakes all the time because I'm human. But the funny thing is, my brain categorizes things not going 100% my way as a mistake. I think this is like the little hook we have to understand here. My brain tells me when I don't do something to my fullest potential and it doesn't turn out, like it has to turn out to that 100% result, like trying my best. No, that's not good enough. It has to be trying my best, but then also getting the 100% whatever that means in the situation. Like the two have to be together in my head, which is crazy. And if they're not together, if I don't try my best and I don't get the best result, that's where I have like quite a bit of a mental freak out. But I can usually pull myself back in and not hit like rock bottom basically because I still am able to look at it and find that peace in knowing that I did try my best. And that's it. And I just know like next time I learned a lesson to help me get to that 100% result and then I'll take that lesson with me. So it's kind of like every single day when I don't hit the 100% 100% result on something, which is pretty much going to be every single thing that I do unless it's not challenging enough for me. That's another caveat there. If you're hitting 100% all of the time, you're probably not taking a big enough challenge, a big enough risk, a big enough leap, whatever the heck you want to call it. If you're hitting 100% of the time, if you're hitting 100%, 100% of the time, there you go. You're likely not challenging yourself enough which means you have 
fuller potential that you're not tapping into because you really shouldn't be getting 100%, 100% of the time if you're trying to grow. Isn't that kind of crazy? And this can be for anything in life. It could be relationships. It could be health. It could be business, whatever. Isn't that interesting? So I almost find like the more mistakes I make, the more opportunities I have to grow. And then it just kind of feeds my growth. So let's, let's think of another example for you. And I don't want to give an entrepreneurship example because although I am an entrepreneur, this is not a podcast for entrepreneurs. This is a podcast for every single imperfect woman on the planet, which is every single woman, pretty much. I don't know anybody that's perfect. Um, okay. So let's just say you're not an entrepreneur and like you're just a person in a job. <laughs> like, let's make this really simple or like not a job. Maybe you don't work. I don't know. Doesn't matter. You're just a normal human. <laughs> there we go. And I just want to get it across that like this is not an entrepreneurship example. You're just a normal human and you know that there's still something more for you out there in life. Kind of like this feeling that you are made for more. Doesn't matter what you're doing with your life right now. You just like you have this feeling that you know you're made for more. Now, if you don't have the feeling that you know you're made for more, then like maybe you're at your 100% and that's okay too. Like maybe you're happy, that's it. Like you desire no more growth, you're good. That's totally okay. But if you are one of these individuals, one of these women that have that gut feeling that they're made for more, like their potential is higher, they could be doing more with their life, they could be enjoying more abundance, they could be enjoying more fulfillment, just like there's a gap somewhere. Like that's the feeling and you feel it in your gut. Like if, if you know, you know. It's just one of those things. Like either you have it or you don't. So close your eyes real fast and just like do a gut check. Am I made for more? Literally, just close your eyes, calm down the nerves for a second, and just ask yourself, am I made for more? And if you feel an uneasy feeling, like energetically, I'm going to describe it. Energetically, it feels like like a blip that comes from your gut. It's like a boop, like a pulse or a heartbeat or like something. It, it, it literally just feels like energy that's like a if you feel that, then you know it. There's still something out there for you. Now, if you close your eyes and we get quiet and you ask yourself that question and you feel absolutely nothing, total peace. You don't feel a little bloop or a little heartbeat or a little energetic push, like you feel nothing, then you don't need to go do anything else. Like your soul is satisfied with this experience in life. 
And that's amazing. That's a very peaceful place to be. I just never feel it, but I know some people do. And we just have to accept who we came on this earth to be and what we came on this earth to experience and to achieve. So maybe you've literally achieved what your soul wanted to achieve on this earth. And you have total peace in that. So for me, I don't have total peace right now. And I don't think I ever have. And I'm not even sure if I ever will. I don't know. But that's okay. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad. I just understand my role here on earth and the things that my soul needs to experience, which means I need to be doing more. Because if if I die today or tomorrow and I'm having my seven minutes of life flash through my mind's eye, I'm going to know that I'm not done. I'm just going to know. It's going to be too soon. Something happened where I was pulled from this earth too soon. I'm just going to know it because that's where I am personally. So if, if you have this feeling that there's something more, but you're not out there making mistakes every single day like I am, then you're not going to get to where you need to go. It's kind of like you're stuck in a hamster wheel. You have to be out there doing new things, pushing yourself, striving for more. You can't just sit in your own muddy puddle. Like you're the one that has to get out of it. No one else is going to come pull you out of it. It's you. Your partner can't save you. Your kids can't save you. Your friends can't save you. Your mom can't save you. Your brother can't save you. Your sister can't save you. Nobody can save you but you. You're the one that has a soul that has to die at some point. And when your light flashes across your mind's eye during those seven minutes of time, like if you left this earth tomorrow, are you going to feel complete peace that there was nothing else you missed out on? Like, it's your job to give that to yourself. You're worthy of that because you're worthy of that because you were born, because you were a soul that came onto this earth. That's it. There's no other explanation. There is literally not a single thing, an event, anything that you can do Nothing that would deem you worthy of that experience. You're just worthy because you are. And you owe it to yourself to go chase that. And you can chase that while being all that you are. You can chase that while working. You can chase that while being a mother. You can chase that while being a caretaker. It doesn't matter. I've got three kids and I'm chasing it every single day. There are no excuses. If you're not making mistakes every single day, then you're just not trying. And that's not fair to you because at the end of your life, you want to know 
that you lived it to your fullest. And that's why I'm willing to make mistakes and feel like doo-doo every single day. And I fully admit I make myself feel like doo-doo. I fully admit that. But, and I can work on changing that. And of course I do. But it just happens so naturally. It's hard to control sometimes. But I'm willing to feel that way because the pain, the pain of not achieving my fullest potential is greater than the pain of me making mistakes or not doing something to 100% and then just mentally beating myself up. The pain of dying and realizing in that moment that I didn't become the best version of myself. I didn't go for the things or explore or play. God, it doesn't even have to have like a specific goal. Like it's about experiences, I think. And if I die knowing that I didn't do all that I could to create that experience for myself, shame on me. You know, I don't think anyone deserves to die with that type of torture, but it's about like getting up and just trying different things and figuring out what it is that you're still being pulled to, which is giving you this feeling that you're made for more. And that includes making mistakes all the time. Because if you're not making mistakes, you're likely just doing something over and over again that you've already mastered, which means you're not growing. Imagine if in fifth grade, I would have just kept taking the same spelling test over and over and over again. Oh my God, this is such a good example. Like, what if I just kept taking the spelling test that I got 100% on? Would I technically be getting 100% every single time? Yeah, because I already know all the words, right? So it's it's like a false dopamine hit. You get the 100%. Yay, Mallory, good job. Oh my gosh. But at the same time, where was the growth, right? Where was the growth? It's not very rewarding, at least for me, to get 100% on something that didn't even challenge me. And that's why I keep going and doing new things and pushing myself when I don't feel like it or when I'm uncomfortable because it's part of me exploring what's out there. And sometimes I do things like totally left field, like starting the Imperfect Woman brand. That was totally left field for me. Even moving from selling coaching products inside of clients online, which I still have and I still do, helping entrepreneurs scale online. But like Imperfect Woman, it's physical products. I have never manufactured a physical product in my entire life. I don't know what I'm doing. I have an MBA, but they didn't teach that in business school. When I worked for corporate, I didn't work with companies manufacturing physical products when I did management consulting. I worked in the services space. I literally know nothing about creating physical products other than what I'm learning right now. And I fully know that I am going to make 
so many mistakes, so many. And I'm going to be mad at myself. And then I'm going to go do the whole negative self-talk spiral thing. But I'm going to keep on going because I feel like it's a way for me to have broader reach and to reach more women. I want these products in the hands of women. These products are made to help women become the best, most fully expressed versions of themselves, to help them feel confident, to help them feel amazing, to help them feel not alone, including this podcast. This podcast is a product of Imperfect Woman. Although it's not an item that you can go set down on a table, which we will be having those, but this podcast is a perfect example of that. I'm just figuring it out as I go. And I'm real and I'm open and I'm raw and I'm honest. And I just talk about all the things going on in my head, which is a lot about self-image, confidence, making mistakes, things that keep me up at night, like conversations that best friends have. And if I wasn't so open to trying new things and making mistakes, we wouldn't be here together right now. I wouldn't be with you in your car. I wouldn't be with you as you exercise. I wouldn't be with you as you lay in bed. I wouldn't be with you as you cook or as you clean, whatever you're doing right now. We wouldn't be having this time together and you wouldn't be now contemplating if you're if you're on the path of accepting that like you you have n- nothing else like this is it like you didn't get that energetic feeling that you're made for more and this is it or maybe you got that feeling and you're like oh my god what do i do next she's so right right you would not be aware of that feeling right now if i wasn't having this conversation with you and if i were just too afraid to record a podcast that would automatically be subpar the second I finished. (laughs) I'm just okay with it. You know, if my brain is going to go, like, I'm going to stop recording this and my brain is going to say, oh, you could have explained that so much better, Mallory. (laughs) All right, I can take it, whatever. Like, throw the hit at me. I'm good. Like, I know that my resilience is still greater than all the negative things my mind is going to spew at me after I stop recording this. Oh my God, it's such a twisted way to explain it. But this is literally what goes on inside of my head. So if you're not making mistakes, then you're not trying enough. Like you're not trying to like go for new things where you're going to make mistakes. And of course, you can figure out how to make less mistakes, like running with this podcast example. It would behoove me to get some training on how to start, grow, and launch podcasts or some coaching, some mentorship, which I have. So I filled in a lot of the knowledge gaps from knowledge that my mentors could share with me. So I went and I filled in my knowledge gaps because I needed to like literally know how do you upload the file? Where does it go? Like, how does it all work? I needed to go figure that out. And I did. 
You could have a mentor, you could have a coach. If it's something that's not as nuanced and like way more basic, maybe you could look it up on Google, look it up on YouTube. Like you can just go out there and learn so many things. Like if you're missing bits and pieces, you can't let that hold you back. I can't just sit there and say, oh, I don't understand what an RSS feed is. And it's like, just for you guys that don't know, it's it's this feed, like you upload the audio file of the podcast and it's part of something called an RSS feed. And then the RSS feed is connected to like all the different podcast platforms. So if you upload the file to the RSS feed, it then spits it out to like Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, iHeart, Amazon, Stitcher, all those places. So you upload one file and then it's like this feed is like the distributor. It's like technologically connected, like an interface of some sort. And it goes out to all those different podcast platforms. I had to learn that. I didn't know how that worked, right? So I just went and I got the information I needed, but I was willing to get confused about it. I was willing to say like, oh my God, I don't understand this. And that did happen to me, but I just kept on going no matter what. And I just feel for that little girl in my son's class that's crying because she feels like she keeps making mistakes. Maybe she raised her hand and she said the wrong answer. Oh my God, that is the worst. That right there, ooh, that one right there literally prevented me. Like I was not the student that would automatically like jump and raise her hand like, ooh, 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 me, me. No, 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 never. Like that was not me. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I was the one that sat in front of the room because I wanted to do the best that I possibly could and like force myself to pay attention and see everything. But I was not going to be the one to like jump up and down and volunteer an answer because making mistakes are scary, especially in front of people. And that triggers my mind to then go shame myself for making the mistake So for example, if I raise my hand and I give the wrong answer, like I say, oh, the answer is 36, but really the answer is 24, I am going to be so embarrassed and I'm going to then tell myself, oh my God, you should have never raised your hand. Why did you raise your hand? Like that whole loop starts. Yeah. Just one little wrong answer like literally changes the way you interact with life basically. And that's what happened to me. And I know that's what's happening to this, this girl. And I just wish there was some way I I know I'm working on that with this podcast, but I just wish there was some way to just share with people, including her or the mothers of little girls like me. I have two daughters that it doesn't have to be this shame loop when you make a mistake. And even if the shame loop does happen automatically, like it does in my brain, that's okay because it's worse to not even try because there's so much growth in making that mistake. Like it's just okay to make mistakes. It's normal. I don't think anyone gets 100% of anything they're trying to achieve without making a mistake. 
And if you do, it was a fluke. I don't think that's normal. And it's our job to acknowledge this for ourselves and acknowledge this for the women around us, the children around us, the men around us. Men don't want to make mistakes either. They really don't. They just express it differently than women. But that's where the growth happens. You have to keep on trying. You have to keep on going out there and finding your way, doing things slightly differently, being open to different ideas and different things, getting support when you need to fill in the gaps. Like another thing that I've learned over time is it's okay to have help. I don't have to do everything on my own because part of my personality is, well, like my natural personality before I learned how to like reel it back in a minute is that I have to do everything on my own and at the same time I have to do it perfectly and get it right. Perfectionism at its finest. And what I've come to realize as I've self-actualized a bit over these years is that sometimes it's it's okay to have help. It's just okay to have help. It's okay to have someone show you the way, to give you a roadmap or something, to open a door for you. It's okay. It's okay to have that. And on top of that, it's okay to pay to have that. It's okay. It's okay to pay for someone to help you. And this is something I have just realized over the years, whether it's paying for someone to help me with the kids. Gosh, even like think of the mindset of sending the kids to preschool and what that was like. Take it back a step further when I had to send the kids to daycare because I was in corporate and that's who watches four-month-olds. Horrible. Like, I didn't want to do that, but like, I realized I had to. And it was okay for me to have that help so I could get to where I needed to go in life. Having that help is a good thing. It really is. And I think I just, that lesson got cemented in me so deeply because entrepreneurship is basically the greatest personal development journey you will ever go on. It will make you question who you are, question if you're good enough, question if you're worthy enough, basically everything. (laughs) And I was on that journey, still am on the journey. And that's why I began questioning myself so much and going for more, but Before I jumped into the world of entrepreneurship and I was in corporate, I really wasn't questioning myself. I wasn't doing anything different. I really wasn't trying. I was just basically sitting in my status quo mud puddle. And like I was wet. My skin was all wrinkly because I'd been there forever. And I just kept sitting in it, just sitting in it for years and years, and years. And then one day I decided the pain 
of sitting in that puddle was greater than the pain of going out there and making mistakes and exploring what the heck this feeling in my gut is that's telling me I'm made for something more. I I didn't even know that was entrepreneurship when I was feeling that feeling. I just knew that if I had stayed in the exact same life until my dying day, I would be a very unhappy, unfulfilled person because I know, although I don't know what it is, I just have this feeling, this intuition, this gut feeling, fire inside of me, whatever you want to call it, that there is something more for me out there in life. And it was so scary and I just didn't know what it was. Like, I didn't know if it was picking up a hobby. I didn't know, like, I I just, like, at one point I thought it was business school, so I went to business school. And then eventually I just kept working on, like, figuring out what this is and trying different things. And then I realized in business school, on the classes that they talked about entrepreneurship, my ears always perked up. And that's when I was like, hmm, maybe this is something that I'm interested in because it seems like whenever the professor is talking about entrepreneurship, my ears perk up. And that's how I was like, oh, maybe I should go down that road a little bit and try that a little bit more. But initially, I just had no idea. I'm just a normal person with a one-year-old working and in business school trying to figure out what to do next because I didn't know what to do. The only thing I honestly knew to do was to go to business school And then I just like, I thought that would fix all my problems because that just seemed like the natural next step because I was working in management consulting and it seems like a lot of people had their MBA. That's all I knew. That's all I knew. I didn't even know if that was for me or not, but that's the only next step I could figure out because I was that clueless. Like the answer could have been so many other things. I just didn't know. And I just took the only next step I could find. And maybe that's what you need to do right now too. Just take the only next step you can find because that's where it all begins. And then you just keep figuring it out from there. That's all we can do. And if you're doing that and you make a mistake, that's okay because the pain of sitting in that nasty, warm, muddy puddle with wrinkly skin for years and years and years That pain of sitting in that dang puddle or like dying in the puddle is so much worse than the pain of you making a mistake and then your mind shames you and beats you up about it. You're resilient. You'll get over that just like I do. It happens to me every single day. I work on it not happening, but for some reason it just happens. But I just, I get over it faster. I think I've just gotten really good at getting over it faster and then it doesn't like stop my entire day. I'm not frozen and like paralyzed because I'm way more afraid of sitting in that gross, dirty, warm, muddy puddle. (laughs) Maybe it even has a brain eating amoeba. Yeah, like it's that bad. That puddle's that bad. I'm way more afraid of sitting in that puddle than getting out there and making a mistake. So I make mistakes and I continue to make mistakes and that's it. I'll make even more mistakes. (laughs) And I hope you join me in making mistakes because what's the other option? The puddle. We don't want the puddle. No, we don't want the puddle. Don't want to die in the puddle. 
And that's it. Oh, there we go. I make mistakes. So thank you for joining me today. And if this resonates, please share this with another woman. Please share this podcast because I think we all feel alone. And I think we all feel like we're the only silly fools over here making mistakes. And it's just so not true. But other women aren't going to know that other women are going through this unless they start talking about it. So that's why we're talking about it today. So if you can share this podcast with another woman, you're going to help me change the world. And I would really appreciate that. Like, literally, we're going to get this in front of millions of women and change millions of lives. So thank you for being part of that movement and helping me. And if you've loved this, give it a five-star review, give it a rating, follow the podcast. That way it just shows up on your podcast app, whatever you're listening to when I upload a new episode every Thursday. And you can go follow me. You can go follow me at Mallory Tadimi on Instagram or at Imperfect Woman HQ on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. Just type in Mallory Tadimi and you'll see a plethora of stuff there. You can just even friend request me. Yeah, I'm friends with like all my ladies. Uh, what else? If you're interested in the entrepreneurship stuff, growing an online business, you can go to clientsonlinesystem.com. Uh, pretty soon we'll have imperfectwoman.com up with physical products, which is really exciting. And thank you for just joining me in making mistakes. Thanks for being my mistake partner. I love you so much. All right.